Hey guys, so today I'm so happy to have one of my best friends, Alyssa, with us today. Hi. Alyssa, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to be on the podcast, Happiness Over Everything. Um, the minute I saw your project, I was so excited for you and so happy that you're bringing us some great content in these times. We need your energy and your love. So I'm honored. And you guys, before we get into it, Alyssa has been here for like she has seen the good the bad the ugly like <laughs> let me tell you guys something she has seen it all so you want to talk about like a true friend who's like does the battle till death do us part in goodness and in bad health like, <laughs> she has seen like so many like yep storm we have skipped classes together we have not coconut oil into all kinds of institutions and for you <laughs> like, we have smuggled in the goods <laughs> we have done it all um, yeah. So Alyssa, how's your guys' quarantine been? It's been really great. So I actually celebrated my one year anniversary in quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of weird because, you know, like I expected to have been able to go out to dinner and like, you know, all the kind of things that you would do on your one year anniversary. We actually had wanted to have like friends over since we eloped. So I was kind of planning like a big spring kind of barbecue. Um, but it ended up not being the case. It ended up being just my husband and I and my family, who like they're technically neighbors to us. We sublet like an apartment um, that's like kind of joining in their house. Um, so even though it wasn't what I had initially planned and expected, it was better. It was more quality. Um, and I think a lot of people can probably attest to the fact that during this time, the world has kind of shut down, so it kind of almost shines a light on your personal life and your home life. And so if something was going wrong or, you know, if there was an area that had been neglected for a while, it kind of comes to the surface. Um, I think the first, like, month, I'm trying to think, we've probably been in quarantine now or self-isolation in Boston for, like, two months. So up north, we got hit. What happened? I was saying, like, forever. <laughs> I know, yeah, so, and that's another thing that I think people don't realize is depending on where you're located in the United States, your um, experience with self-isolation and coronavirus is gonna be much different. So given obviously our proximity to New York, um, we've really been on lockdown since like February. Like it's been, this was something that has been several weeks now. Um, so at the beginning, it was kind of like a state of shock because you're like, oh my God, like what's happening? Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're kind of just not sure. You're trying to wrap your head around it. But I think as time has gone on, um, one, I've felt ridiculously blessed because I can't imagine what it must be like. And I try not to spend too much time thinking about it in homes that are unhappy or um, toxic in any way. I just can't imagine what some of those people are going through. And I think I've just really taken this time in quarantine to really like thank God for my blessings because I feel just the blessings are plentiful. I have an amazing husband. I have family so close by that I'm able to like be in this self-isolation with. Um, and there hasn't been a reason for us to have to really worry about contracting this disease, you know? Um, we feel really lucky that all of us have pretty seemingly good health. So it's been, it's like everyone, I think it's had its ups and downs, but I think if I could really put it into one word, it's been very blessed, very blessed. Trying to have perspective during this time. Oh, good. 
have you guys been doing anything like new or different like I know for me I've been reading so many books and just trying to like keep myself like positive by like delving into different podcasts or delving into different books trying to like do online webinars and like stuff like that so have you done anything like that Totally. So I've loved having more time to read. Um, I naturally love to read a lot, but um, at the beginning of the year, I think my husband and I went through a really intense immigration situation. And so we were kind of like on the come down from that. Like when you're spending five straight months, just like living in the legal world, it like just exhausts you in every single way. So I really hadn't read much, which is something I love to do. We really weren't binging shows, watching shows like everything was living and breathing that immigration case. As you know, you wrote an affidavit of support. So a lot of my <laughs> friends like had to write letters. Like we we had to have people write letters that say like they're a real couple. Like, so it, was, it was a humbling experience. So I think a lot of my experience in quarantine hasn't been necessarily doing something new. It's been going back to the things I've always loved. So I've been like painting my nails a ton. Like I just did my nails yesterday with these like pretty pearls. So like going back to doing more like of the self care things that I really enjoy that I had neglected, reading a lot of books. Um, what's something that I've done that's new though? I mean, something new for like us as a couple is um, we have a lot more time to kind of talk through things that you normally wouldn't be able to talk through so like a lot of um like almost brainstorming sessions like what we see for our future like manifesting a lot more time to meditate like we've done a lot of walks to the beach because when you're stuck in the house and you go kind of crazy so we're able to go to the bay and we've had picnics so that's something new that we've done um and i have a life coach i got a life coach for the first time in my life so i do like weekly sessions and that has been so helpful during quarantine i'd met her before like we all went on lockdown but we've kept with the sessions on zoom so i'm doing a lot more um like curated organized activities in terms of like manifesting and getting more organized in my life like i said when you're on a come down from kind of a little bit of a traumatic experience um it's important that you fill your life now with things that help to heal you like from that experience so it's been a lot of going back to the things I know I always loved but I had to like put on holds like reading more self-care stuff like I'm doing my nails my hair like you know because when you're doing I swear when you're trying to gather like 80 letters from all your friends and family like you just your looks are like um and some new things, introducing some new things that come with the times, obviously, like this this podcast. And like, I know you mentioned like finding activities and stuff. Like I know I've been talking to a lot of parents and young parents of that, like in their 20s or 30s, so we're trying to like find different things to keep their kids entertained. And I know you've uh, nannied for a bit. Can you like share some tips of what some parents can do and like also your experience with working as a nanny? Totally. So yeah, I absolutely love kids. Um, this actually kind of ties into like the story of how we met. So I was a nanny all throughout college. So whenever I would run into friends outside of class or um, school activities, I almost always had like a kid with me. So it was kind of just an, a hysterical like conversation starter because I'd be like on campus and I'd have like a newborn and like a baby bajorn and people are like, do you have a child? Like, never forget my RA one day was like, is this yours? Like, <laughs> like no, I just had to stop by to grab something because I was still a college student. But um, luckily I was in a place, I was in the city. So uh, city parents are for the most part pretty different than suburb parents. The way you raise your child is a little bit different 
different because you usually don't have a car, you're kind of out and about. So I think addressing this, I would definitely have to, you have to have some context when I'm giving kind of advice to parents. Like, first of all, where do you live? Where are you? How affected are you by this quarantine? You know, because if you're in the like, middle midwest there are some places that don't need to be under lockdown um and also if you have access to a yard that's huge if you have access to like outdoor space that's a really big deal so i think um for my suburb parents um a lot of them in smaller towns schools have been doing a really phenomenal job of continuing with the homeschooling situation um but i've seen so many parents and i have to be on the same um same wavelength as them outside as much time outside as you possibly can like when your children are in school they're doing recess a lot they're playing with their friends so as much as you can like kind of burn that energy for them do it if you're a city parent who's stuck in the house you're gonna have to be more creative so I've seen parents set up like um, you, you kind of have to use your space and I know it is just cringeworthy to be like oh my god that's my sofa but if you have to make it into an obstacle course make it into an obstacle course so you just really have to be creative um, and I think the number one piece of advice that I could give anybody um, with children right now is do not lie to them. Do not shelter them because children are some of the most perceptive human beings in the entire world. So obviously keep it age appropriate, but if your child keeps hearing on, you know, hearing you talking to friends and depending on how close COVID and coronavirus has affected you and your personal life, your immediate circle, um, they may be hearing things like so-and-so passed away or so-and-so is sick. So obviously within age appropriate realms, um, but I think speaking to them, like having an open dialogue because you have to understand that if it's not coming from you, they're gonna be hearing it in the back of their, they're gonna be hearing it in that conversation you think they're not listening to. They're gonna hear it on the news. So um, don't be scared to be real with your children because that will actually make them feel safer. Instead of hearing all this like jargon and trying to piece it together themselves, um, they have to be really confused. Children thrive on their routine usually. So the fact that they're all of a sudden like stuck at home with mommy and daddy and they're not seeing their friends and mommy and daddy are like also freaking out, you know, they definitely know something's going on. Yeah, like I definitely think that's one thing I try to do is keep my routine the same. Like um, usually if I was going to the office, I would be waking up at like five or six to go work out at the gym and then start going through emails, shower and then start getting ready for work. So I think as close as you can to that same routine you have. Like, even if it's like, okay, like we're gonna color as recess for 20 minutes, then we're gonna get back yeah. to doing. Exactly. For that time, like keeping some sort of routine so they don't feel like, yes. okay, like what are we doing? Like what's going on? Is And I think, I think we need to understand too, this looks different depending on if a parent works or if a parent doesn't, you know? So I can't imagine parents who work from home and who are now trying to juggle their children who are also different ages. Um, I was FaceTiming one of the moms that I used to nanny for. She was able to escape to upstate New York pretty early on because they live in the city. Um, and she says, I feel like I'm doing a, like I'm in a prairie school trying to teach like multiple age levels. She has two boys. <laughs> And she's like, I kind of just have to find a way to like teach kindergarten, but also like a little pre-K. It's it's really difficult. So I think, um, 
yes, depending on your child, try to keep it as much as their routine as you can. But also, like we said, is there any new things that you're doing? There's new things you can introduce into your family that you wouldn't have had time for before. Um, and also understand that it's okay if all you do that day is watch movies. It's okay if all you do that day is stay in your pajamas. Because you have to understand, your kids are gonna get sick of you. Like, that is normal. So, I mean, honestly, call a friend, call a babysitter they really like and say, can you give me 30 minutes? You'd be surprised. They're getting really used to the whole Zoom FaceTime thing. Um, just put them on FaceTime and talk to them. It gives the mom a chance to like go to the bathroom, like go do something. So um, I think also not being afraid to utilize the tools we have to still have help in your home. Um, yeah, I, I wish that I saw more like I guess babysitters, like lending their time virtually, you know, saying like, hey, I could do a craft with your kid for an hour. Like, you know, cause that's that's very helpful. So, so also understanding that it's okay if it's not this like picture perfect, like, you know, I'm a teacher now and my kid listens to me just like they listen to the teacher. And, you know, I think the one thing we're definitely gonna get out of this quarantine, I think culturally a lot of people will never ever question what a mother does at home all day ever again, or a babysitter or a nanny, because it's a lot of work. This is, um, this is a young mind that is just thrives on stimulation. Um, and if any kind of roadblock gets in the way, they, they don't care. They still want to continue. They still need to continue being fed. Um, but don't stress if what they're fed, you know, for a whole day is a movie or, you know, honestly just staying in bed all day and everyone's catching up on sleep. Like whatever you have to do to like, honestly just get by like that is okay and that's right for your family you know and i think it's also like you touched on something important like uh using the tools that we have like i feel like it's really important for parents to like continue doing like zoom calls with other parents or other yes. people like talk about and get advice from it because everybody's in the same boat it's not just you who's going through like i don't know how to entertain my like 12 year old but then i have my 16 year old and he's still not talking to me and <laughs> it's so important to like uh, be reaching out to friends and like doing constant communication with them so you don't start feeling like okay it's just me using like this and then you start dealing with something then your kids are going to feed off that energy and be like that like mom's upset or dad's kind of hasn't is kind of angry upset and frustrated with me and it's kind of misused anger and misused emotions when it could be something easily hashed out if they have somebody else to talk to you totally nailed it um children feed off of your energy and just people in general feed off of each other's energy so it's not to say to suppress that energy like if you're feeling angry be very honest with your child say mommy's feeling a little bit angry today and be age appropriate with it if they're older you can have maybe more in-depth heart to heart but if your child is on the younger end of things you could just say mommy's feeling really angry or frustrated you know because our world is dealing with a lot right now but remind that child that they are the child in a non-degrading way and that this these aren't things for them to worry about these are like big people things like the adults are handling it hopefully you know you can we'll just pray they're handling it as best as they could but just reassuring them like reassuring them that um that it's not for them to like have that weight on their shoulders because there are children who will feel like they need to hold the weight and i think um you made a really good point when you said 
make sure you stay connected. I, I kind of almost really despise the term social distancing because it's just physical distancing. I think we really made a mistake when we came out and said, it's time to social distance. Like this is not about social distancing. I think if anything, we're, we're coming together more than ever on a um, social um, aspect. It, it's to show you that love and human connection will never be suppressed no matter what the human spirit will find a way to communicate with those they love and i just feel so lucky we have platforms like this because we're not sitting here sending letters to each other you know like waiting for them to get to you you know so when if there's a human heart involved there is a way like we will find a way to connect and let those people know in our life that we love them we need them um, and we're here for them so i think that physically we've all kind of had to in, in a sense isolate ourselves in our own little bubbles but those bubbles can still communicate like in this like interweb we have which i think is really cool i think it's the cutest thing in the world to see kids interact virtually because <laughs> they this is we really underestimate how resilient and adaptable children are and obviously I cannot even go into it. It has to do with their neuropsychology. They are making more um, neural connections than we are at our age. So it's, it's actually like to their advantage. So the sooner you can introduce them to something like Zoom, I'll just give you a perfect example. My husband's a soccer coach and he moved all his sessions to Zoom. The kids know more about Zoom than him. They're like, oh coach, if you hit gallery wall, gallery B, you can see everyone. Oh coach, this, this, this. I'm like, dude, these kids are like little Zoom CEOs. They're Zoom experts. So obviously within like, you know, human, with within parental uh, guidance and stuff, but they're ex they, they have no problem adapting a new skill because they have the neural capacity to do that. We, on the other hand, may struggle a little bit more. Like some of us may struggle a little bit more. So I think the ones that are the population that is best off right now in this situation is the children of the world. They are, most of the children of the world seem yeah. to be adapting pretty well. Yes, I feel like they're like, I know like I'm one of them, like there's things like TikTok. You know, like <laughs> oh my God, I love TikTok. And like <laughs> platforms that a lot of kids are like jumping on where they can like still like play games just to be like I know house parties yeah. one like for a little bit older where you can like play games while you're doing your video calls and there's like a few other tools but I feel like yeah for the younger kids I the younger kids it's really up to the parents to set it up for them so I really hope that there are parents taking advantage of that because they're much younger they can't like they don't have their own phone they don't mm -hmm. um I think another thing, and I'll send you links to all this, so if you want to like include it in the post, there are so many small businesses, um, illustrators, artists, different kind of like accounts who are offering the most amazing free content right now um, for parents. So one that I can think of up, off the top of my head, um, she is the woman who illustrated the children's books, Lola Dutch. And she is doing daily like lesson plans for parents that revolve around like a theme. And because she's an illustrator, it'll have like free printables involved. So like coloring pages or like little like pop-up things. And, um, and it's really amazing. And I think on the website you pay as much as you can. And if it's zero dollars, 
that's what you put. You put zero dollars, but every single day you get something sent to your email. Um, there's just so, exactly, there's so many resources out there and these are good people like giving back and helping. Those are the people who are really like helping to get us through. Um, a really good friend of mine, Holly Nichols gives, is giving out so many free coloring pages um, all the time. Those are a little bit more like, um, for older kids or adults, but still like little kids would love them too. I think you just have to be willing to set aside a little bit of time to like just see what's out there. But I think your parents will find that they are inundated with um, positive distractions for their kids. That's uh, that's so true. I feel like there, yeah, there's tons of amazing resources, and I know like a lot of cool platforms like Adobe and Apple has a lot of cool apps out, uh, digital coloring apps for kids. Like I feel like everybody is pretty much trying to like meet everybody halfway by doing something and like they're like okay i know people are either getting laid off and so they can't afford the subscriptions are used yeah. to or they can't afford to go out here or go there to get stuff so they're kind of bringing accessibility of like new content new things yeah. to them and making it easily for them to grab whether it's through a phone online or like through the tv like that i really think that's really been really cool a lot of creatives have stepped up to help out and it's a weird way I feel like our world's needed that I think we needed like a reset or a restart um, because content can get very crowded um, it's a very populated it's not even a market it's our new it's our new public it's our new movie theater it's our new mall like where people used to hang out in these kind of physical spaces we what we have our generation has what's called a networked public our public space like doesn't ever close you know so like you know back in the day like our parents knew they could go to this one place and they'd run into everybody but then it would close and everyone would go home and the public space ended we have this like eternal like public you know environment um where if we want to be interacting 24 7 with somebody like we can um but it's also important to know like when to step away and when to use more like traditional mediums and um and understand that your kids will look back on this and see it a lot differently than you do. So you may be experiencing it as a very stressful time, um, especially if you've lost your job, which must be terrifying. Um, but they will remember it in a little bit more of a positive light. I, I think, what is it? They say that um, our children perceive us much kinder than we perceive ourselves. So we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves, but kids don't look at it that way. Like they'll remember the fun fort you put, you set up in the living room. They won't remember like them, ye you yelling at them because you're frustrated. That stuff kind of goes over the head, their head again, because they have the neural capacity. They, they, they have a lot more um, things in their favor um, from a mental standpoint than us, you know, they're still growing and that you can use that to your advantage. And like what, and before we end, what's like one thing, the first thing that you want to actually experience when everything opens back up? Like, I don't want to say back to normal because it's not going to be normal, but yeah. what's one place or one thing that you want to do uh, when everything comes back? Oh, this like is gonna get me so emotional, but it's like, I just wanna hug the people I love, like so much. Like just that contact again, it's not even going to a certain place that I crave, it's seeing certain people 
in the flesh that is gonna be like so important um for me like i'm thinking about my little god sister who i just like miss so much and they usually come over like every other weekend so not having them here has been so hard and you know the other day we were on facetime and she's only two and she was really upset like she was like i want to go over i want i want and i was like honey trust me speaking <laughs> my language i'm like girl <laughs> i know so i think that's what i'm craving is you know in a healthy way the re-exposure process of re-exposing yourself to your core like you know you have your immediate family your immediate like who you live with and for some people that's just them and that's it or it's them and a spouse or them and a child or them and a spouse and a child like you know i'm looking forward to when those bubbles can start to kind of like connect again that we've all sort of done our part and isolated that's what i'm mostly looking forward to like just being able to hug people <laughs> yeah, like, that's right like i every time i'm like out running or out somewhere i'll see a friend across the street and i don't just like i want to like me like run over there and like hug them and then they're like stop i know and so i'm like just awkward just like and, and i <laughs> i miss yeah. even a high five you can't even high five anymore it's like i know and i think that's something i I think we'll be able to get back to. I think we'll all just have to be way more aware of how things spread. They don't spread from a hug. They spread from your lack of washing your hands. They spread from you coughing in someone's face. Like they spread through like, you know, your mouth, your eyes, like the holes. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so like, just be cautious. <laughs> so I don't think it's gonna get to a point where you know you can't hug anymore, you can't high five, or you can't this. Like you can do those things, you know. Just don't hug someone and then rub your eyes and you know lick your hand. So you know, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a new set of rules, kind of like ever since that whoever he was. I'm sure he's you know he's notorious now because he's why we take our damn shoes off in the airport. You know, because one person tried to sneak something naughty in a shoe, we all have to take our shoes off. And it's normal, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't ruin the experience of flying. You know, like you still get to go on that airplane and you still get to fly, but that's just something you have to do to get that reward. You know, you have to take off your shoes to be able to experience traveling. You know, you have to wash your hands to hug. And that's usually, can I be honest, it's gonna, it's not gonna change my life very much because I've worked around kids. So I'm so used to when there's a newborn, before I even go into the house to hug the child, to interact with them, I immediately wash my hands. Like, and that was just something that I got used to. So I think if anything, there'll just be some new things to add into everyone's routine. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Of course, this was so much fun. Um, I'm so happy for you. I'd love to come back again. I'm already inviting myself <laughs> again. We're not going to stop you. Yeah, this is so much fun. And um, I just, I love the meaning behind it. Happiness over everything. I, I hope that a lot of people are adopting that right now in their life. And if you know that someone is struggling to live their life with that perspective or you know they're really struggling right now in other areas that are beyond their control help to bring them a little bit of happiness um into their life thank you this was so fun i miss you so much i wish i could hug you